it is time for a podcast that I have been waiting for almost since like this is one of my first ideas for a podcast I've like ever. You've been talking about it for a while. I have like this is I think this is going to revolutionize the like fantasy sports like I seriously think this is just a fantastic way to go about breaking down a Premier League season. And that is the stinky draft. The smelly draft. I we haven't finalized the name yet. The bus draft. The bust draft. So the bus draft is gonna work just like this. If you don't know about FPL Fantasy Premier League, it's the official fantasy app, fantasy like game, essentially. Yeah. So like think of fantasy football, there's like ESPN, mm-hmm. there's Sleeper, there's Yahoo. So the Premier League has their official This um, is pretty much the ESPN though. Yes. Of yeah. A lot of people do those. So instead League. of a draft, which is more of an American thing. The way FPL does it. Even though they do offer They a offer draft, a draft, but, but the way that a lot of people do it is there's a budget, a lot like Daily Fantasy, where you every player has a budget based on their value, and you pick the players, and you, there you have a budget, and you have to pick based on the week. There's transfers in and out, um, but you have to fit it under $100 million. So today, we will be doing the opposite. Today, we will make a full 11... 80 million worth, and we'll explain what that means in a second. So you have to fill 80 million dollars worth of, or pounds. Is it ma- pounds? Is it's it million? Pounds it could be just 80. I don't know. No, on the on the website, it's pounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have to fill 80, Not that really matters, 80 pounds worth of players, but they have to be the you the players you think are going to perform the worst throughout this. We're season. competing against each other, and this is gonna go all season long. Yes. And the winner is the team with the least overall points are yes. you gonna go on a week-to-week basis or overall points? we'll give updates that? on a week-to-week basis we'll weekly podcast will include an update on i think it should be over the course of the entire thing because yeah. a lot of this will be based on yeah. players we think won't get a lot of playing time exactly, i'm sure yes. so so but we'll brag about players yeah. who missed open chances yeah had dud weeks, <laughs> you know but i just think it's it's an awesome way to like just shit on players that i hate and i love to do that <laughs> Just consistently. Almost, it's my favorite thing to do. And this is just glorifying it. So I'm super excited. I've done s- such extensive re- I've never spent so much time on soccer reference in my entire life. <laughs> like, I dug deep for these picks. All right. But. I first, not dig quite as deep. <laughs> what you did? All right. Well, I guess I'm going to There's a lot of gut it. feelings in this one. Well, <laughs> that's the beauty of it is that, you know, there are players that could be literally the most tatted players ever but you ha- it, it, they could be bust mm. Romelu Lukaku I would have put my life that he would have been top goal scorer last yeah. year but before we get into it just wanted to kind of run through if you're not familiar with FPL how the scoring works uh-huh. so the way FPL works is that a kind of similar if I would make a fantasy football comparison I would say like goal line backs are like favored more over like First that or like uh like a Laguerre Blunt is favored. Even though he gets like seven touches a game, he gets three goal line touches a game. That's uh-huh. almost the way you would favor a wing back over a center back. So there's not really too much It's a very basic format. Yes. Like not... you're not gonna be getting points based off of like aerial duels yes, one or yes. like interceptions or things yeah. like that. It's a very basic game changing yes. like so things that you get points for. 
players like Leandro Trossard might be 7.5 million. But players like Declan Rice, who mm. are, you know, three times more valuable to their team than Leandro Trossard is, Leand- uh, Declan Rice is worth $4 million he Because he doesn't get goals goal, and assists. Never gets goals and assists, and you get very few fo- points for tackles. So, N'Golo Conte was the PFI Player of the Year. I don't think he was in a single person's FPL team, just because it didn't make any sense. He never got goals and assists. So, it's very, very favorable towards goals and assists. Yeah. And that, when you're picking defenders, leans much mm-hmm. more towards wing backs than center backs. But you do get clean sheet points. You get clean sheet points mm-hmm. um, as a defender. And even as a midfielder, that's only one yeah, point one for point. a midfielder. Um, but so. goals and assists are kind of reign supreme. Yeah. Um, and there are bonus points after every week. There so, are bonus points. Yeah. And that's actually something I wanted to get into because as I'm looking at um, like the scoring on the yeah. fantasy website, the way that bonus points work is there's actually like a formula that they use for bonus points. I it's not, I didn't know that before. Before I thought it was like, because you know how on like the Premier League website, they vote like man of the match. Yeah. I thought it was literally just they take the top three from those voting huh. and then, but it's not. There's actually, um, there's a way that they calculate uh, bonus points scored. And if you look at it, it actually looks like a very good way that they could actually do the fantasy uh, Premier League points because it includes everything. It includes, like, for example, if you get 80 to 89% pass completion with at least 30 passes attempted, that's worth four points. Oh, and then goals are worth, like, I'm sure a ton here. Yeah. Saving a penalty is worth 15. Wow, that's interesting. Scoring, a forward scoring a goal is 24 points. So, and, it's, and again, this is very a complex thing where, you know, and then Golo Conte. So, N'Golo Conte could, in theory, still be the best player of the match here. Yeah. If he, you know, has, like, high pass completion, gets As a ton of interceptions. Yeah, so, so, he could win, you know, yeah. these bonus points, but he won't be scoring goals and exactly. assists. Yeah. And so, even with those bonus points, it's still three at the most. So. Definitely something to take into account as we start to build our teams. That's just about all we want to do before we get started, right? Yeah, I mean, unless you want to get into, like, the very specifics of, no, like, how much no, it's worth. There's really no point digging deep. Yeah. I think people understand that goals and assists get mm-hmm. points. That's really all you need to Goals, know. assists, clean sheets, <clears throat> reign supreme. Yeah. For goalkeepers, penalty clean saves sheets. and clean sheets. It's really clean sheets. Yeah. That because penalty saves are such a rarity, yes. and there's no way before a season you can be like, oh, he's going to be. Yeah, I guess, like, you could try to go for saves, but oftentimes the Goalkeepers with yeah. the most saves have the most goals conceded. Yeah. Like, you're so. never going to have Allison keep most clean sheets and have the most saves because exactly. he's not facing And you wouldn't want to try to draft someone like Yvonne Meslier. You know, uh-huh. he gets a shit ton of saves, but he also concedes yeah. three goals a game. So there's really if he no may, If he gets two points in terms exactly. of saves, he's losing that many. In or maybe you'd want to draft him because we're trying to get the least amount of points today. So we'll see. So, mm-hmm. but every, to put it into perspective, the most expensive player in FPL, I believe, is Mohamed Salah. Yep. And he is 13 million. Yeah. So what we have to do, our task today, is to fill just the starting 11 out of 80 million. Mm-hmm. Usually and it's 15 players, 100 million. Yes. Is the full squad, and you have four subs. Yeah. Um, and I did some tampering before to find like a, a happy number mm-hmm. that would force us to kind of pick some good players. We couldn't just dance yeah. around some good players we had to kind of be very intrusive in the way we yeah. uh in the way we drafted so this will be a draft between the two of us we won't be just going back and forth and selecting if i choose a player Ethan will not be able to choose it and likewise uh the first overall pick will get one and four 
the second overall pick will get two and three, and then we'll alternate. So it would be okay. one, if you had the first pick, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and okay. so on. Um, so the way we decided we want to decide first overall pick is we each have five seconds to name a European nation. Okay. And whoever fucks up first loses or gets okay. their choice of first and second. Uh-huh. So I'll go first. Okay. England. Spain. Portugal. Germany. Poland. France. Bulgaria. Italy. Netherlands. Austria. Belgium. Sweden. Denmark. Northern Ireland. Finland. Ireland. Wales. Montenegro. Monaco. Uh, Greece. Malta. Albania. Hungary. Croatia. Ukraine. Bosnia. Albania. I guess it's Albania. You said Albania? I can't be totally sure, so we'll keep going. Okay. Latvia. Estonia? Hungary? You say Hungary? Yes, I said Hungary. Ooh. Uh, Three, two, one. Monaco? Did you say Monaco? I said Monaco. All right. All right. All right. I'll take... No, I'll take first overall pick. I'll I'll take first first. overall? All right. You can get two and three. All right. I know who my first overall pick is. I have a feeling we may have the same. I feel like there's one that's very obvious, at least for like a top two or three. So my first overall pick Mm -hmm. is a player that's a new transfer. Mm -hmm. He is one of the most expensive transfers of the summer. And his name is Darwin Nunez. Darwin Nunez will be my first pick. Let me put him up on the board. And let me explain why. I don't think he's that good. That's it. <laughs> I well really... <laughs> I really... That, that is a horrible... I need to redo that. I just really fucked that up. Alright. My handwriting is terrible. Darwin. This is even worse. That's fine. That's legible. Darwin Nunez is my first pick. I just don't think he's that good. Not only do I not think he's that good, but I think that Jota, if he if he's not good or if he's off form, Jota's ready to step in immediately. Yeah. Firmino's still there too. Neither of these guys are getting sold. Maybe in January, mm-hmm. but not right away. I I don't think he's gonna start on Saturday or whenever they play. I don't think he's gonna start. I think you don't gonna, think he's gonna start. I think it could be Firmino or um, Jota. I, I Jota was fantastic last year. Jota was really good. Um, it was a shame that he lost so much playing time because of the Luis Diaz transfer. I, I just, I don't think he's that good. I, he's, he could be good. And here's the thing that's kind of counteracting my, this pick for me. And again, I'm forced to pick good players. Like, mm. if I didn't have to pick Darwin Nunez, I wouldn't. He's a very talented player. I just don't think that he's going to meld that well with Liverpool. When the, the thing that's going to kind of counteract this is that Liverpool don't get it wrong very often. Almost every signing they've had has been, over the last three years, has been pretty good. Yeah. You know, they don't miss very often. You know, City could have some misses. Man United certainly has misses. Arsenal has misses. Tottenham has misses. Liverpool do not miss very often. And that's what's kind of making me say, I don't believe in Darwin Nunez, but they don't miss very often, so I kind of want to trust mm. them. But I just, and at $9 million, I believe is his, is his price, I think that's just too high. Yeah. I, I really think that Darwin Yeah, because you have to factor in. It's not just about how well they'll perform. It's yeah. how well they'll perform exactly. in comparison to how expensive they are. Yes. I. That's it. I mean, straight up, I don't think... For $9 million, I do not believe that he's going to live up to that. Very decent shout. And again, like you said, 
the Liverpool front line is so competitive yeah. that it's so hard to judge who is going to get consistent minutes yeah. on that front line. So, yeah, very, so. very solid pick. And you want to put your uh, yeah. team price in, too. Yeah, we're also just, as we go, we're going to be putting... Uh, yeah, so, again, you need to fill $80 million mm-hmm. or, I don't know, I have to hit you over the head with an egg or something. We'll figure okay. it out. So you got two picks in a row. Take it away. I have two picks. So, I was not going to pick Nunez, luckily. Okay. Um, I'll just get straight into my first pick. It is Richarlison. Okay. Um, Richarlison, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that he is a good player. He's Premier League proven. Sure. I always like uh, Premier League proven players. Hold on, let me just write this real quick. But the key thing here is playtime. It's not necessarily about That's his true. quality. Richarlison plays two positions. He's only ever played two positions at Everton or Watford. Yeah. That is at striker, through the middle, or playing off the left. Yeah. And right now he is sitting behind, in my opinion, the two best players in the league in those respective positions. I think going into this season, I think Kane is the best all-around striker in the Premier League. I, I and wouldn't necessarily disagree with that. And on the left wing, I think Son is the best left winger in the Premier League. I, Richarlison's not breaking into those two I, positions I don't think you're to start. Going too off the rails with that. I think that's pretty, and that lends me to believe that, you know, that right wing spot might be in rotation. I don't know. I yeah, maybe with Kulusevski yeah. and uh, Lucas Moura. I mean, I know they sold Bergvine, but yeah. striker and left wing when they're healthy, and unless they really need to rotate, because yeah. like you know. Because they had like literally a game like two days ago, maybe mm-hmm. they may rotate. But if they're n- the not thing, fatigued and yeah. if they're fit, Richarlison's never starting is, over is Kane and Son. Kane routinely misses time. That is that is the issue. Yeah. So he could play through the middle, mm-hmm. but again, it's just such a huge variable. You don't know how long he's gonna be out for, and you know, he may not be out at all. Yeah. You you really can't. I I, I was certainly thinking so. about Richarlison. I think I just. Wanted this at what what price is it? He's eight point five million. Oh, I didn't realize it was that high. But so yeah, he is pretty expensive yeah. too. Um, I think that's a good pick. And again, I don't think FPL really takes into account like the likelihood that a player is gonna start. They kind of just yeah. just like their goals and assists in years past. Yeah. Um. All right, getting to three. You got two back to backs. Okay, so next one I'm going with is. A very similar pick to Richarlison, and that is Roberto Firmino. Okay. Again, very similar logic where Firmino is a very good player. Mm-hmm. And in terms of his quality, he may just be worth the $8 million that he costs. However, I just don't think that he's going to get that many minutes. I, I agree. There's, there's a lot. Well, even if he does get minutes, he's guaranteed to be splitting. Mm-hmm. No matter injuries or whatever, like Jota plays through the middle. Like Diaz has that wing locked down. Obviously, no one's taking away from Zala. There's just too many players through the middle, and it's nice to have rotation, but it's not nice for fantasy. And that's what we're going for today. So I don't hate that pick. Is he that expensive? I yeah, eight mil. Eight mil. Okay, that that's that kind of makes. So I think that brings my tally up to sixteen and a half right now. Yeah. So yeah, I I like my first two picks. I I could definitely see them. Conjuring up little mm. to no points this season. <laughs> like, if they were playing for teams that 
where they were starting like every game, yeah. these would not be great picks because those are pretty good value for the quality, yeah. but not for how much I think they're going to play this season. Because again, this is, this is going for the long haul. Pass me the stick. So I will get into my second overall pick. And my second overall pick might uh, boil some blood a little bit as well because uh, this is another big name that's been on the move this summer. And he went from a team that wears blue to another team that wears blue. He's a player that was a long-standing player with his old team. And due to rotational issues, this lack of need on one team, he's gone to a different team. And I think that that team is going to have a very bad season this year. And this player's name is Raheem Sterling. I really don't believe that he is going to find his fit with the team. There are way too many like-minded players on this team. Havertz, like, they just don't have a nine. And there's mm-hmm. time to solve that in the window, but they're really not targeting anyone. And anyone they target goes to Barcelona. So, who, who like, there, who, I can't really think of a name that they could bring in, and I'm like, okay, this brings Sterling's value up. There's a lot of rotation in this team. Are they going to bench Werner? Are they going to bench Mount, who plays on the wing? Are they going to bench Havertz, who plays on the wing? Like, Ziyech is there. Pulisic is there. Adoy's got time in preseason. Uh, again, a lot of the players I've chosen have rotational issues. That just makes the most sense as yeah. like a fundamental backing for a pick. But I just don't think... He's a fantastic player, and I've loved Raheem Sterling his whole career. This is just not the place for him. I don't, and this team is just going to have a lot of bad spells during the season where, you know, I honestly think too, who could be one of the first managers gone if things go to shit. Like, and Chelsea are very quick to pull the trigger on their managers. We that is that. true. Uh, like this team could be in crisis come Christmas. And I think a lack of Sterling production could be one of the main reasons why. So my pick, I'm not even sure what price he is. He's 10 million. 10 million? Yeah. I know because I had him on my list too. <laughs> That that isn't necessarily to say um, that I don't like Sterling as a player. Sterling yeah. was actually a player on my list who was more for how expensive he was mm-hmm. um, rather than his quality, even though I've said that's the case for the players I have already. But I think more than anyone else I have on my team, it's just about his price. Yeah. Because I actually do think Sterling will have a decent season there because he's a consistent scorer in the Premier League. Yes, he's going to a team... That does have a lot of depth in the winger position, but I think there's no doubt that they're signing Sterling to be, you know, a consistent, you know, main stake player in their 11. And I know we've had these conversations before about Chelsea. You're definitely more pessimistic about their season than I am. (laughs) But we're not going to get too far into that right now. But I will say, yes, that I did have Sterling in my 11. He's just a lot for the production Mm -hmm. I think he's going to have this season. So, yeah. So, I may need to adjust a little bit there. Get into yours. Okay. So, all right. So, the next player I'm going to go with, and this really, this one really pains me. Um, But it's actually Bakayo Saka. Go for it. Um, This is partially because I know that, again, we've talked, and I I figured that Saka may be in your team. Because you've yeah. talked a bit about how you think his production may go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his production is going to go down just in terms of pretty much 
goals and assists possibly. Okay. Maybe not even assists. I just think that um first of all he's eight million, which is, you know, a bit yeah. on the more expensive side. And I think just because Jesus is now in the team, Jesus could take a bigger share of the goal scoring. Obviously goals penalty taker role yeah, as well. That's something else I thought about is the fact that he may take uh, penalties, which did kind of boost Saka's goal scoring tally towards the end yeah. of the season. And I do think that obviously Arsenal, everyone's expecting Arsenal to score more goals this year than they did last year. But I think there will still be, you know, a share of goal scoring that needs to be split more now amongst yeah. those front four that obviously Lacazette wasn't taking. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I have Saka. I still think he's going to have a great season. He'll still be very effective. He may increase, you know, his assist tally, but again, assists aren't as much as goals in yeah. FPL. So for eight million, he is my pick. I actually didn't have Saka on my list. Oh, really? I think I just couldn't bring myself <laughs> to do it. I couldn't pull the trigger. Well, now I look uh, worse. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I have some Arsenal players uh, on my draft board, but I, he's just. I'm thinking of the other players. In the team, Odegaard's not a goal scorer. Martinelli is not has doesn't have the best production, and Saka is a penalty kick taker. You know, I I don't know. It's kind mm. of a question mark there. So I didn't. I mean, he still may take penalties. Yes, we have no yes, idea. Yes, yeah. So going into my pick, this one is one of my safer picks, honestly. James Madison. Mm. I just am very down on Leicester this year. He's very injury prone. He he goes out for long periods of, periods of time. He may only play twenty games a season. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Broj is oh, again one of those players on the short list of players of managers that could be out the door this season if things go to shit. I uh, I think he's a good coach, but every coach has their bad seasons. And last year was an average year for Leicester. And if they're regressing, they might fire him. Could cause some turmoil. I like James Madison as a player. I think if he finds the right fit for him could be an absolute stud but again he doesn't stay off injury the injury list for very long and it, it Leicester's just a team i'm down on this year Vardy's not getting any younger and he's the main their main threat up there and james madison's gonna provide 12 assists i really don't know who it's gonna go to harvey barnes maybe like <clears throat> i i i love i like Leicester and i root for Leicester every year as a bystander but i just don't think their year so i'm gonna take their best player in james madison yeah i think madison is a decent shout and he's somebody who i thought about and like you said the injuries mm-hmm. is you know always something you have to factor in uh but i was looking at his uh just his basic you know goals and assists tally from last year because again that's all that really matters and it was a bit more impressive than i thought i can't remember it off the top of my head but he had you know i think either like exactly like 20 goals and assists or very close to it so he had a more impressive season than i thought but he's definitely not a bad shout because i'm also someone who's not very high on lester this year and um i don't know if you know this but lester haven't made a single signing this summer the only team the entire uh top five leagues to not have made a signing and that's like including like usually it's liverpool (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they've even signed anyone on loan or even like, you know, like yeah. a 
16 year old from brazil yeah. maybe that's just an I mean, arsenal thing just, uh, but <laughs> everyone's got a 16 year old from brazil. yeah they don't even know that or just like you know a 13 year old from france just so, <laughs> someone brazil or france just like someone who you if know you're not signing someone that can't legally drink yeah well, you're it's a bad window if you have someone who has learned algebra two <laughs> and you're buying them from france or brazil's like second division they're too old right, but anyway into my picks um and this is a pick that is not on my list and he's one that i'm doing right off the dome Go for because it. Dome me because <laughs> you took sterling and sterling was one of my more expensive players yeah. so i need another expensive player to kind of you know make up for that and so i'm gonna put cristiano ronaldo in my front three okay um again he wasn't originally on my yeah, list but you know, the more I think about it, and again, I just have to adjust to this. Uh, you know, the draft. Well, be careful. How many? Oh, you can go three forwards, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is my third forward. That I'm just. Not I yeah. Doing well I think when I was right doing now. this research, there was more of a question mark over Ronaldo. Um, but that that is a good pick. I I think I I, I had him on my board, but. I think I probably should have drafted him earlier because that is a good pick. And he is how much? He's just he's also a penalty kick taker. So he is a pen taker. And here's the thing. I'm someone who has always defended Ronaldo, actually. Despite me being a Messi fan, I have always you know, like respected Ronaldo when he's gone like un when he hasn't been like fairly like treated in like the media, like I'm always like, you know, I'll always defend him. Not like openly. I'm not like I'm not a Twitter fan, <laughs> but <laughs> But I'm always someone who's respected closeted, Ronaldo. Closet CR7 Yeah. Fan. <laughs> I don't necessarily say closet CR7 fan. <laughs> closet CR7 respecter. Alright. Um, I need the marker again. I can't do this with one hand. <laughs> but anyway. However. This coming season just has so many question marks. Yeah. With, I mean. Who knows if we'll even be at United. I, I think he will. But. He could definitely see himself out in january mm -hmm. and then you wouldn't need to uh, that that's another thing like their potential to be sent to italy in january like yeah they're still on your team for the rest of the season like that's just a free like open space in your team basically um that's a huge boost if one of yeah. the players gets sent out in uh in january but anyway um yeah, so Ronaldo, I mean, he's getting to a point in his career where there is starting to be a regression in his goal scoring. I think you can probably expect a regression in his goal scoring. Not yeah. to say that it won't still be impressive for Ronaldo. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, at $10.5 million, he is still very expensive. So he's got to take up a good chunk of your budget. Yeah. And, again, there's just so many question marks hanging into this season with all the off-field stuff that's yeah. been going on. Um, and we have no idea how Ten Hag's going to set up, you know, I don't know too much about Ten Hag. I'm not sure how ruthless he is, Yeah. but I mean, he has said that he does want Ronaldo and his plans, but who knows if Ronaldo, you know, doesn't want to play Ten Hag's way, then it may be the highway for him. Sure. So again, just so many question marks ahead of the season that, you know, Uncertainty bodes well for a player not doing too well. I would so. say so. In the interest of time, I will get right into my pick. 
this is one of my cheaper picks, but mm-hmm. I, I had a you know twenty seven million this far in. I've I've got some of my big players out of the way. I can take a cheaper pick. And this pick is Christian Eriksen. Mm-hmm. This is a player I just don't know where he's going to play. This player could go three weeks without stepping on the field and be completely healthy. I I just is he he's not a holding mid. He's not a defensive mid. He's not taking McTominay's spot. He's not taking Fred's spot. He's not taking Bruno's spot. He's not playing on the wing. Where's he playing? At best, he's a 65th minute sub. You know, and if Bruno Fernandez gets injured and Erickson now gets 20 starts, then so be it. There's a lot of Van de Beek uh, yeah. resemblances here where you sign Van de Beek and he's like, oh, great. He's a yeah. great player, but where the hell is he yeah, playing? I just don't know where he's going to play. <laughs> and it, you're, are you really going to sub Bruno Fernandez off in the 65th minute of every game? Because that's the yeah. only spot Erickson can play in this game is at the center attacking mid spot. Mm-hmm. Only spot. You cannot play him on the wing. Like where I just don't I don't get it I I don't get the signing at all. You want if you want depth, fine. I understand the depth conversation, but are you really benching Bruno Fernandez? Like, there's a reason why Man City buy a lot of depth and they never buy depth at Cam, because the, nobody's replacing Kevin De Bruyne. He will start as long as he's healthy. That's the same thing with Bruno Fernandez, in my opinion. I mm-hmm. uh, at six point five million for a player that's really going to see three hundred minutes of playing time this year. It's a no brainer for me. Give me the damn pen. <laughs> you can get right into yours. All right. So I'm also going to go for a very cheap player. And he's just someone who I don't think you're thinking of him. But I just kick myself if I didn't get him into the squad because I just really want him in there. And that's Clement Longley. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great pick. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... I don't know, maybe maybe it was just me, but I feel like when the signing first came in, um, there was like a lot of people saying, Oh, you know what? That's like a really smart like loan move. Yeah. Like he's like a he's c- decent I I player. He nah, he's he's alone. Okay. And I'm thinking No he's not. <laughs> uh see the problem with Longley <laughs> is that he's trash. Yeah. He's Basically. Not he's he's not good, good whatsoever. <laughs> he's He's just not good. He's just not a good center back. I looked at the exact stats because he's a player who, I swear to God, every other week he was getting sent off. <laughs> um, so I looked at his stats. Um, he had five red cards in his Barca career, four seasons. That is very, That's that, is, good. that is a lot. That's I think Jacques has had like six in his Arsenal career, and he, he's been there for... How long has he been like there? Six years. Like six years. And you don't right. want to be in the Grand Jaca category. Yeah. Longley <laughs> has five red cards in four seasons, 44 bookings in total, yeah. 11 bookings a season. Yeah. That's, that is that's pretty good. That y'all. is madness. That's pretty good. That's absolute madness. So, and again, um, I don't think we mentioned this, but you do lose points for bookings. Yes. Uh, I think it's minus one for a yellow, minus a good deal for Probably a for red card. Four, yeah. yeah. So... Again, I also don't think he's going to get that many minutes because he's not good. But when he does get on, I feel like there's a solid chance yeah. he's in for a booking. Yeah. So, yeah, I just really wanted to get him on there. How much even if he's not, he's five mil, so okay. he's not even yeah, worth that much. Cheap. Maybe I just want him in here just so I can rant about him because I really don't like him and that's, it's not a good sign. I respect it. But <laughs> he's in there. All right. Let me get I just on. wanted the chance to talk about Clement Longley. That's it. All right. My next pick is going to be a player by the name of Virgil van Dijk. Hmm. Interesting. And this is purely because I just 
don't believe in center backs. <laughs> like, I, when I made FPL teams in the past, I never picked a center back because you could be Trent Alexander-Arnold and you still get the same amount yeah. of points to the clean sheet. Mm. Van Dyke could do all the clean sheet work yeah. as he temp- typically does and Trent Alexander-Arnold was getting the exact same amount plus probably an assist. Yeah. There's really no point in taking center backs. Therefore, in the interest of taking... Now, they're going to get a shit ton of clean sheets. Mm. This, he, is, he will get points this season. But at the 6.5... It, it, he doesn't really get goals, you know? You think he'd get more goals, but he doesn't. He gets, like, two goals a season. Yeah, he doesn't score that much. For I, I how, think he'd score He's such more. a dominant player yeah. in the air, too. Probably but... just gets double and triple teams on corners, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, he just doesn't get that many points. And I need to fill budget somehow. And so I'm taking the most expensive center back. Uh-huh. It does, I, I love Van Dyke. He's, in my opinion, the best center back in the world. But this is just the way FPL works. I believe he's 6.5 million. Yeah, I think so too. He is 6.5 million. He is the most expensive center back. Matip is next, by the way. And there's a big gap between their quality. If that goes to show you how they treat center backs in this <laughs> format. <clears throat> Alright, on to you. Okay. Uh, my next pick. Well, one second. I gotta adjust my thing. <laughs> Sit down while you do your pick. Okay. You gotta be in camera. So, my next pick is a player who is a good player, but I don't think will necessarily translate uh, his quality into FPL this season, and that is Luis Diaz. Sure. Um, again, we talked about just the unknowability of how much playing time yeah. these players on the Liverpool front line are going to get. Because, again, with Nunez, you got Firmino and Jota behind him. Jota's also playing behind um, Diaz on the left. And, again, Jota's just such a good player that it's just really going to be hard to keep him out of the 11. But even if he does consistently stay in the 11, Luis Diaz, Mm -hmm. he's just a player who is such a quality player but is often just lacking... the final touch in the final third, mm. whether it be the final pass or just a clinical finish, I feel like I'm just constantly, whenever I watch him play, I feel like I'm just constantly seeing him lack the final pass. And I did even look at his stats, and to be fair to him, it's pretty respectable. I think he had seven goals yeah, and assists I, I disagree with you with this in 13 I, games. I love Luis Diaz. I think he could have an absolute mm. breakout. He could. Especially in the he absence could. of Mane. I think this is my riskiest yeah. pick, but I think that... Just from what I've seen, he's lacked the final product often. I I so think, I was said it I'm before, going with my gut here. I said it before how like Liverpool don't get it wrong very often. I think this is one of those where like was Mane amazing his first season? No, but did he turn to a Ballon d'Or candidate by the end of his Liverpool career? Yes, like he's going to develop a lot, especially because he is the first choice left wing, and whenever he's healthy, he's going to get seventy minutes a game. Um, he could get pulled. He will get pulled a lot. In around the 60 70th minute because of the depth up front but i i just like luis diaz i think he's a fucking stud he's a f- insane 1v1 uh he's an insane 1v1 player yeah. i'm not denying that yeah, i just I, think he, that... he has he has lacked finishing quality i will agree mm-hmm. but he i don't know he could figure it out mane wasn't an amazing finisher when he came in um I think he's still was... a bit more of a finisher i, I don't know I, I like luis diaz uh he definitely was not on my draft board all right next pick for me uh this is a another man city player um i i leaned a lot into man city again because they're very rotational 
Yeah. And some players might just cut, get caught in a bad rotation. Mm-hmm. And I think one of those players will be Phil Foden. I thought about him too. This yeah. is a player that I believe in more than any, really any player in the league. I think he's fantastic. That being said, I think Grealish is better. I think Mares is better. I this was between Foden and Mares for me. They're the same price. I think Mares is gonna get more playing time. That that's pretty much it. Holland is pretty much locked into the nine for the whole season. So while Foden got some time as like a false nine last yeah. season, that's gone this year. I think he could get caught in a very bad. Everyone in City last year had a chance at the false yes, nine. <laughs> literally every player. De Bruyne, of Foden, yeah. uh, Jesus. Well, that was a rare occasion when they actually yeah. play a striker yeah. in the nine. But they uh, even played Jesus more out wide last year, yeah. even when Seriously. he was their only striker. Uh, and Foden's one of those players like Silva. Silva can play on the wing and in the middle. Foden can't really mm. play outside of Cam, and the Cam spot's taken. He won't be playing the eight ever. So I just think he's going to get caught. At just outside the the circle of rotation a little bit, he yeah. might just be a sub at best. And at the price point that's comparable to Mares, who's going to get a lot more goals and assists this year, I think I'm really loving this Foden pick. So I'm gonna throw him up there for I believe seven, eight. There you go, eight million. <clears throat> Phil Foden. All right, take it away. Okay, um, I gotta decide who I'm going with next. Just for the sake of time, I will pick Casper Schmeichel. Take your time, man. <laughs> oh, you already made your pick, so. Yes. Go I'm going with Schmeichel. Um, I just wanted to get my keeper off the board. Again, keepers, they're not very expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, Schmeichel is $5 million. Uh, But yeah, we talked about Leicester and um, the fact that they haven't made any signings. Um particularly defensively because that seems like where they need it most. They leaked a lot of goals last season. I think I have it written down here. Um, I don't have it written down. I lied. <laughs> um, it You're was a lot. the integrity of this podcast. <laughs> I think it was 59. 13, we can fact check, 21. but I think it was 59, which was a lot. I think it was seventh most in the league, which considering they finished eighth is pretty bad. Um, and they looked at uh, whenever I watched Leicester play, really defensively they were poor, especially from set pieces. Leicester's defense yeah. leaked a ton of goals last year. They looked awful from set pieces. I remember in both games they can see a set sure. piece goal against Arsenal. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so defensively they were very poor. I think Casper Schmeichel is a great keeper, but oftentimes you're only as good as the defense in front of you. Yes. And he does get a de- lot of saves, though. He does get a lot of saves. But FPL is not too rewarding for saves, to be honest. It's not that rewarding. Yeah. He doesn't get enough saves where... He doesn't get, like, a crazy amount of saves. It's not like Meslier or, like, yeah, Fabianski. Yeah, yeah. Like, Leicester are good enough defensively where they don't leak that many shots, but they leak a lot of goals, and that's kind of, like, an unhappy medium. Um, <clears throat> the thing with Schmeichel is that he is good at saving penalties. I feel like he gets, like... One per season, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he does. But he is decent at saying pens. Small caper, comparatively. But, yeah. Just because of the defense in front of him and the fact that Leicester have had zero transfer business. And I've even seen links about Fafana moving away. I don't necessarily think that he will. But, you know, always interesting to throw that out there. But he's my pick for goalkeeper. He's just one that kind of stood out to me. So, you can take it away now. Uh, Sure thing. I will go for... Uh, another defender, because i got to start filling up my defense. And that defender 
Just watch me botch Michael's <sighs> name real quick. Will be named. <laughs> Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney. Uh, I've watched, and I mean this when I say this, every single second that Kieran Tierney has played in an Arsenal shirt. Oh, well, I, okay, now I know why you picked Kieran Tierney. It took me a sec. <laughs> I, he is one of the most low IQ wingbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. Not only that, but he's, and wingbacks are one-footed. I understand this. This man is like zero-footed. That's how one-footed he is. Did you see the goal against West Brom, though? You remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> he, but anytime someone says he's one-footed, he just pulls up that clip. <laughs> he, he has it. <laughs> well, if he, he wants to fly to New Jersey and show me the clip, he's more than welcome. But until then, he's going into my team. I don't believe in him. I've believed in his development. He's an awesome leader. He's an awesome guy. This is a player on my favorite team. He's a good 1v1 defender. He's good defensively. But in an Arsenal team that's not amazing at clean sheets, so he's not going to get a lot of clean sheets, doesn't get a ton of goals, doesn't get a ton of assists for a wing back. He's a lot more defensive. Not only this, but I don't think he'll be the left back at the end of the season. I think it's going to be Alexander Zinchenko. Really? He's just better in every category besides physicality. Literally every category. Faster. Uh, actually, he might not be faster. Karen Tierney is pretty fast. But he's a very – Zinchenko is a very solid defender. In fact, if we were doing a like a draft draft where we were using the best player, I'd probably pick Zinchenko because he's pretty low and he's mm. extremely talented. I think Tierney's very untalented, and he's been that way for three years. I thought he would develop. He just hasn't. He just – he doesn't think three steps ahead, and you have to do that in the Premier League to make any type of production. And the more I've watched him, the more I've been convinced that it's just not his position anymore. Uh, and that's why I'm going with Kieran Tierney. He's not too expensive, but I, I wanted him in there because I just don't believe in him, to be honest. I really thought you were just going to pick Kieran Tierney just because of how injury-prone he is, and he is very, very injury-prone. Injury <laughs> um, I have to disagree with you here. I really like Kieran Tierney. I think even going forward, yes, he is very one-footed. I think he is just... I think he is strong defensively. I think he is a... Physical player, like you say, he's a good leader. Yeah. Um, and I think he is good going forward. I think he uh, stretches the field a lot. He gets very high up the field. He is quick. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he does give a lot for us going forward. So I kind of disagree with you there. I, would, I think he's going to remain the starting left back so long as he's healthy. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think the fans like him. I think the manager has a lot of faith in him. And I think he'll be at the club, hopefully, for many years to come. Uh, and I love the guy. And he's a good rotational left back. But I just don't think that he's that uh, a left back that is going to, like, impress enough to beat Azinchenko, who I think is extremely talented and has been near flawless in preseason. Now, I know it's preseason, but he's been absolutely flawless. Um, so that kind of drove this pick, too. Uh-huh. So that my pick. Take it all easy. Okay. Um, not too many picks left here. Go for it. Uh, but I'm going to go with Harry Maguire. Can't really fault you with that one. <laughs> um, I think if I didn't say another word about this pick, I don't think Nobody's people would need questioned. too much explanation. But, you know, I'll get into it. Because, you know, Maguire gets a ton of slack. And a lot of it is deserved. A lot of it is undeserved. But he's just playing in a United team that defensively was 
shite last year. They did sign Lissandra Martinez, who is a player I wanted. Um, I did generally want him, not like Rafinha, where we didn't get him, but I honestly didn't want Rafinha. Um, I'm just going to cry quietly, but yeah. <laughs> no, I generally didn't want him. Um, but yeah, this United defense, it hasn't improved that much. It really hasn't. And yes, defend. I do believe that defensively, it can come down to the manager a lot. I don't think it's necessarily all about individual players. It's about structure and how you play defensively just mm. as one unit. So maybe you could see a defensive change there, but I don't think Ten Hag is really known for being like a defensive mastermind either. So, um, I, yeah, and Maguire's just Maguire. Yeah. It's just, I mean, he there's a reason he got a ton of shit, not yeah. just because of his price tag, but he was genuinely re- single-handedly responsible for just yes. leaking so a many lot goals of last year. Justified. Now he uh, now that doesn't completely justified, but a lot mm-hmm. of it was justified. Now, in FPL, there's no losing points yeah. because You're the goal was your fault. Yeah. But <laughs> if you lose points on clean sheets because, you know, you yeah. played a shitty back pass or made a poor clearance, Precisely. you're going to lose points. And I think this United team, it's not going to improve that much defensively, at least in terms of clean sheets. Uh-huh. Maybe they win games because instead of conceding three goals, they concede one. Sure. But, again, that doesn't translate that much in FPL. Agreed. On to my pick. I will go for another center back, and that center back is going to be Jonathan Stones. I don't know if his full name is Jonathan. I'm pretty sure I, it's just John. I think it's just John. <laughs> I'm going with John Stones. Uh, there are a lot of names in front of him for this team. Diaz, Laporte, uh, maybe Vinake. I He might be third in line, but again, even those two <laughs> alone are just going to be yeah. in front of him the entire season. Uh, I could have gone with somebody else, but I just John Stones. He's also like not great in my opinion. So very simple. Like one of my cheaper selections. Uh, hopefully he comes through and doesn't get any points for me this season. John Stones. Uh, I believe he's five point five. So, like the low the low rated center backs are five. So five point five for a player that still isn't going to get that much playing time is actually pretty good. So I'll take John Stones. On to you. All right, my next pick is, again, he's a player I didn't necessarily plan on having mm-hmm. in this team. He's someone I considered, but um, not someone who I originally planned. Uh, and that player is Jared Bowen. Mm. And I hate this pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, I thought I there might be some controversy. You there. are wrong, my friend. This guy is the driving force of West Ham United. And if West Ham United has any success this season, he will be at the dick of it. <laughs> you will, that is a risk and a half. I'll let you explain yourself. It is a risk. It is a risk. Um, again, you know, I had to adjust a bit here. But, you know, West Ham is just a team that I just don't know about. You know, they're strengthening. They're a team that, you know, two seasons in a row, they've been good. Um, you know, they didn't break into the top six this year, but they very well could have, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just, they're just due for a down year. This is honestly just a gut thing. Sure. I think that, you know. I'm all for gut picks. Teams sometimes just don't stay at a certain level for very long. Um, West Ham, you know, they, Dimitri Payet, you know, when mm-hmm. he was there, um, you know, they finished seventh, you know, it was a great season. 
you know, it happens with so many of these teams outside the top six, you know, uh, you know, with Wolves. I mean, again, like they had like two really strong seasons and then they kind of dropped off mm-hmm. last season. I could very well see this sort of thing happening. Right. Racist future, you know, a bit, you know, in the uh, we're not here to talk about West Ham, but <laughs> I appreciate the explanation. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gut thing. It is a very gut thing. And I disagree with the pick, but, you know, I'm playing against you, so I don't hate it. Uh, I will go with my goalkeeper, and my goalkeeper is Emiliano Martinez. I thought about him, too. I don't like him as a person. <laughs> that is it. I think they're going to leak a lot of goals, and he has, like, this grudge against Arsenal for some reason, even though we gave him a career. So, fuck him. He's going to my team. I hope you play like shit this season. Really? Why does he have a grudge against Arsenal? Mm-hmm. He, 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 like celebrate you didn't see him like in the press conferences and in the games he like celebrates and shit when he misses. he's just a shit house i think yeah i think he's overall just a shit house yeah and he shouldn't be against arsenal who gave him a career that's (laughs) there you go that's my explanation i i this is not even a calculated pick i just want him to perform terribly this year therefore i'm picking Emiliano martinez on to you all right uh my next pick is another city center back like yourself sure it is americ laporte okay um, again, this one is just due to the fact that there's just no guarantees about playing time in the center back mm-hmm. position at Man City. Um, in terms of left foot center backs, they have Ake, they have Laporte, they have Diaz. And again, I thought, you know, Ake was pretty far down that pecking order. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like he isn't quite as much as I thought previously. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems, I mean, he started in the Community Shield final. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if that's just because of injuries or whatnot, and I don't know if that's really an indicator going forward. But I think that, again, there's a lot of rotation there. Laporte is pretty expensive as a defender. He's six mil, and there's just no yep. real guarantee of playing time. That's, it doesn't get much I think more you could, than that. You might be upset to find out that he would get in a starting role, and if he has a consistent starting role, they get a lot of clean sheets, so he might be a, a a source of a lot of points this season but if they do rotate i think it's a good pick i think that math is right i'll do it in my head as All you right, do your fine. pick um and we're going to take a short break because my computer is about to die so i'm gonna oh, run upstairs fun. and get my <laughs> laptop charger and we'll be right back we've returned my laptop is no longer on life support and we can continue and it is my turn and this is the pick that is going to make or break my stinky team season. This is a pick that is going to burn some bacon. This is a pick that's going to boil some blood. This is a pick that I knew I could leave until this point in the draft because I knew he'd be on the board. I didn't know what's coming because I see that there's a big, you, there's a lot of uh, price to be filled. This is a pick team. that not many people sitting in this chair right now would make. This is one of the most talented players on the face of the earth. This is a player that I said was the best finisher in the world for the last two years. This is a player that I said was a generational talent. This is a player that is not going to have a good season at Manchester. Don't say it. (laughs) Give me Erling (laughs) Brout Holland. I don't give a fuck. This is a bust in your bust team. Let me get 
my notes. <laughs> Erling Holland, and I hate, I regret to inform the public, but but this season, Erling Holland, he is fantastic. By the way, let me preface. Give me a give me a two minute <laughs> preface. This is gonna take a while. All right. Give me give me a, let me give you give you a preface. I love Erling Holland. Erling, I think Erling Holland is a different breed of soccer player. He has a nose for goal that I have not seen out of players not named Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi in my entire life. There are like fantastic finishers that don't have this like killer instinct that he does. Would like to preface by saying that. That being said, he is a glorified Jamie Vardy. <laughs> and I mean that with every ounce of my soccer analysis being. And I'll tell you why. He is a counterattack merchant. Right now, at this stage in his career, how old is he? 21, maybe? 21, 22. He just he, had a birthday. He might win a Ballon d'Or. He, might, he will win a Ballon d'Or, in my opinion. He will. That being said, he is not mature enough to make the in-the-box movements that he will need to get into scoring positions for Manchester City Football Club. If Erling Holland transferred to Aston Villa, Instead of Manchester City, he would score more goals. This Manchester City team is going to either have to adjust their play style to Holland, or Holland is going to have to adjust their play style to Man City. And and knowing Pep Guardiola, Erling Holland is going to have to adjust his play style to Man City, and I think he is too young and too immature to do that, and he is too big of an ego. I think he's going to get frustrated. He's he's going to start and start. 38 games. If he's healthy, he's going to start 38 games for Manchester City, and I'm still taking him. I, the one thing that is holding this pick back is that if he takes penalties, I think I might be in trouble. I think De Bruyne is taking penalties this year. Holland is a good penalty take kick taker. He scored all six, I think, he took last year for Dortmund. Um, that might have been because Royce was absent for a while, and Royce is usually a penalty kick taker, but I don't know. But I did some research, and this is why I was on soccer uh, whatever the fuck it is, reference for so long. Dortmund is a possession-based team, which, and he scored a lot of goals for Dortmund, so you think it might be the same. I went through his six most, the, the Dortmund games that he played and had the six most possession. Mm-hmm. A 2-1 two, a two loss to Freiburg, 77% possession. Holland had zero goals and one shot on target. He was a non-factor. 2-1 went to Hertha Berlin. Holland had a goal. It was a penalty. He generated 0.2 expected goals. 4-3 loss to Bochum. 70% possession. Holland had a hat trick. Two of those were penalties. 0.8 net goal, no, no, non-penalty XG. So far, he has not earned a goal yet. 3 nothing win to Gruther Firth, a team that has been relegated by many <laughs> points. Uh... I'm pretty sure they're the consensus worst team in the league. They won 3 nothing. Holland had two goals. One was a penalty. He had 0.7 non-penalty goals per game. Uh, non-penalty expected goals. He thrives on teams like Norway, like RB Salzburg, that don't dominate possession. He is a fast, strong player that likes to get in over the top. If you watched 90 minutes of the Community Shield, you saw that he was frustrated, and all he was doing sitting on the shoulder like this and trying to run off and get those runs, and he never got it because that's not how Manchester City operates. His attacking style does not fit with Man City. Give me Erling Braut Holland.
Say what you want. <laughs> There's a lot to be said. I, I, I like the thoroughness of the research. I respect that. And you make a lot of good arguments. And it's not arguments I'm necessarily arguing against. But 11.5 million, by the way. <laughs> the most ex- second most expensive player next to Yeah, and I do and understand the same price that. As Harry Kane. I do understand that is in part because of um, the price. But again, we, we've had these discussions far before we've you know, talked about it on the podcast. But I just think Erling Holland is just a pure out and out goal scorer. And I'm not and, disagreeing with that. And that hasn't always translated to the Premier League. Plenty and plenty of players come to Bundesliga. Romelu Lukaku. Not that's Romelu from, Lukaku, not from, from Bundesliga. Bundesliga but, but yeah, so Romelu Lukaku. There's no way I could have predicted how much neither. Lukaku was going to bust. Because not only was he so good at Inter, but he's Premier League proven as well. Exactly. But Erling Haaland, he is he's one of the best strikers on the planet. He's going to be one of the best strikers on the planet for the next decade. Um... Man City, yes, he does like to play on the counter a bit, but he's just an out-and-out goal scorer. He finds himself in the right spaces. He doesn't necessarily always score on the counter attack. Um, and Man City just creates so many chances. I can guarantee you that so many times this season, you're just going to see the classic Man City where they do a 1-2 along the wings and they get it to the byline and either Walker or Cancelo squares in. There's Erling Holland to put it in from six yards out. I, You're going to be seeing a lot of I that this season. don't think I am because in years past, there have been strikers there. Sergio Aguero, who made an entire footballing career over making a yard of space in the box. Just masters, masters of doing so. Erling Holland is not that player yet. That's why he's going to play. He's not, the, he's not the goal scorer they, they want. He's fantastic, and he might score 30 goals for him next year, but not this year. I'm taking out Erling Holland. Move the fuck on. We got to finish this. All right. Follow that up. <laughs> I don't think my next pick is quite as groundbreaking. <laughs> but my final pick in this team, uh, I have 7.5 million left. Obviously, this is going to be a 7.5 million player. I think he's the only 7.5 million player here. Um, no, he's not. There's two. It could be one of two. It's Jane Sancho. Go for it. Um, not on my board, by the way. Just don't think he's going to do that well. Kind of a gut thing. I love Jadon Sancho. When he came to United, again, like, I'm someone who, despite Erling Holland, Erling Holland, again, we already talked about him. I'm someone who definitely believes that making the transition from another league to the Premier League is very tough. And that it takes adjusting for some players. I didn't think it'd take... Sancho, time to adjust. I thought he'd go right into it and be a factor for United. He wasn't. He did not have a good season last year, although he did improve towards the uh, the back end. Um, but I just don't think he's gonna do that well this season. I just don't. I don't think United are gonna improve that much. They will to a certain extent, but they won't. You know, they. I don't think they'll get top four. Uh, yeah. There's not too much to it. Jane Sancho, he's a great player who won't do that great this year. I, the reason I don't have him on my board is because I disagree. I think he's going to have a good season this year. Like, he's just so talented. Like, I think Ten Hag could just believe in him a little bit. Um, he's very similar to Anthony. How he's, like, quick, great dribbler um, who oh. he worked with last season. I just think that he could, like, be one of those players that he, Ten Hag believes in and just, like, works very hard to get the best out of. And we all know how talented he is. So that's why I left him off. He could very well have a bad season as he did last year uh, and the year before. So. 
Oh, no, not the year before. It was only one season. Anyway, concluding the draft, I have one defensive spot left. I believe I have not updated my price. But I believe I have $5 million remaining. And that last player will be a player that I think is one of the worst center backs in the Premier League, Malong Zar. Uh, not only are Chelsea going to concede a lot of goals this year, but I don't think he's going to play. And when he does play, he will be the reason why. He is stinky. He stinks. This is a stinky draft, and he is stinky. Uh, he was young, touted and when he came in, but um, unfortunately, he's stinky, and he sucks. Therefore, he'll be in my team. And that will round out the stinky draft. The teams are selected, but the teams are not finished. Because there's one more pick we have to do, and that is our FPL captains, our super busts. So this is how this is going to work. We must pick one of our midfielders and forwards, because defenders don't get enough points. Mm. One of our midfielders and forwards to double their point tally for the whole year. We're basically saying, we believe this, we believe this guy's going to bust so bad. That was a huge sexual innuendo, but it <laughs> for a second. That they're just going to bust all over the place. <laughs> they're going to bust so bad that mm-hmm. you're not even going to care that their points are doubled because they're just that bad. So we're going to pick one of our midfielders and forwards to double their points for the whole year because we believe they're going to suck terribly. Uh-huh. You got a slight advantage because you picked first in every round yeah. past the second one. So you pick your super bust first. Okay. Um, it's not really a decision for me. Uh, for me. It, I, it's going to be for me now. Okay. I'm choosing Roberto for me now. I think of all the players, he could arguably play the least of any player. And even when he does play, for me, he's not even that much of a goal-scoring number nine. He's more of uh, yeah. you know, pressing number nine. Even when he was playing, there was all those jokes about him literally just being like a defensive striker. <laughs> like He doesn't even score that much when he gets... <clears throat> excuse me. doesn't even score that much when he gets on the field. And in the few times he gets on the field... Yeah, he's just not going to produce that much. So, he's my pick. <clears throat> Bobby Firmino. <laughs> he's the best football player in the world. The worst bust on this team. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to bust so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. go uh, and my super bust, um, I feel like it's, I really want to go with Erickson because I just don't believe in him. But I feel like it's kind of a cop-out because he's the lowest priced. If I really want to have some stones, I could go with early on <laughs> but i'm not a fucking please idiot. i want to win but I'm not a, like an actual <laughs> dumbass so i'm gonna go with christian erickson i just like truly like don't believe he's going to be at all effective for the team um that's it super bust christian erickson and that will officially round out the team all right 11 up aside 11 down looking at this team right now I leaned a lot more heavily on my strikers, obviously, Holland and Nunez. Like, yeah. those are very risky plays. Like, mm. think, of, think of taking rookies in fantasy football, just like high risk, high reward. Uh-huh. Definitely went high risk, high reward with Nunez and Holland because they could bag tons of goals, but yeah. they're also very expensive. <laughs> and if they bust, I have guys Both like... Both of them could easily yeah. score 20 plus goals I, this I, year, too. I took guys like Holland and Nunez so I could have... The money to go with guys like yeah. Malong Sar, Kieran Tierney, and John Stones at the back, who are really not going to produce points this year. Mm. So you spread yours out a little more evenly. Yeah, I went with some big names. A lot of eights and eight point fives yeah. on mine. With that, 
we will conclude the draft. This will be posted on the Instagram so you can see the whole team uh, and uh, keep up with how our teams are doing throughout the season. Oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't think of a forfeit for the end of the season. Um, so we're going to, I guess right now, brainstorm some forfeits. Okay. Right here. I could pelt you with eggs. <laughs> I think, okay, here's the forfeit that I, that I liked. We might mm-hmm. change this after. I'm not penning this in. But we could do, I think, like the player that has the bustiest season. Uh-huh. Just the, like, the consensus player that busts the most. Mm. From, let's say I win. The player that busts the most from my team. Uh-huh. You have to buy their jersey. Okay. That's it. And if you win, vice versa. And you have to, like, we'll post a picture on our Instagram. All right, that's, that's fair enough. It's a $65 <laughs> forfeit. It's better yeah. than pelting eggs at you. Uh-huh. All right. Goodbye, y'all.